up in here gang what's going on everyone hey it's me mackin and i'm coming to you live from having the coronavirus that's right motherfuckers it's me mackin and i'm back and i'm <laughs> positive for sars cov2 that's correct I, oh how i've missed you sweet podcast listener I have missed recording this podcast, and my goal for the new year, bi-weekly. That has been my mistake, because every time I come back, I shoot for weekly, I collapse under the weight of it. And I've probably even made this promise before, and I know my word means nothing to you. But, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. I don't love the sound of this room that I'm in. Hey! Yeah, not great. But... I don't want to move. <laughs> so, you know, and I have COVID, so everyone be nice to me, please. How did I get COVID? Well, I went to the Makeout Festival on Christmas Eve. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, here's the most worst thing about COVID. By far the worst thing about COVID is that I am embarrassed that I have it. <laughs> Because it's this game that everyone's been playing for two years. Let's not get the th virus. And I lost, dude. Yes, countless people have died suffering horrible, lonely deaths, painful. And I'm vaccinated and boosted, so it's like a pretty mild cold flu experience. But guys, I'm a little embarrassed. Biggest tragedy. Biggest tragedy. Time to tell the tale of how I got the thing. The Rona. The big bad Omicron. Oh my cron. So, let's go back. Um, well, I'm dating somebody, which also... Massive update. Guys, we've got so much to talk about. I'm dating somebody. I put my record out. I got COVID. <laughs> the three biggest accomplishments in my life. Oh boy, it did not take long for me to fucking... <laughs> Enter what my sweet friend Larry calls the Wacky Shack. We're here, y'all. That's maybe the alternate title of this podcast is The Wacky Shack. Because I'm just a crazy guy. I'm trying to say crazy less. I'm a quirky guy. I'm a weird guy. I'm a wild guy. I'm a wacky guy. That's right. Okay, how did I get the thing? I don't know if we'll ever get there. I can't promise you anything. I can promise you that I've had 
too much coffee and I'm having more because what the fuck is the point <laughs> of anything? <laughs> no, I'm actually not feeling that despair that I... Ex- is desperate the adjective of despair? They feel a little bit different, but I bet they're the same. No way to know. Uh, despairing? Anyways, I am not... I do not despair, friends, because... I know I'll be all right. Um, but yeah, I just decided to have a double the amount of coffee that I normally have today because I wanted more when I was done. And I was like, well, I don't have to go to work. I don't have to do anything. Might as well just have a shit ton of coffee at my house. <laughs> I'm not at my house, nor do I own a house, nor do I live in a house. But I just refer to that as the place that I am. But I am at uh, this dog house that I have been at it many times. I refer to it as the dog house. It's this French bulldog bijou that I said. I've probably talked about her on the podcast. She's a French bulldog whose back legs don't work, which happens with the breed, which is sad that we did that as humans. Experiment made a dog that's... So many kinds of dogs that just live in suffering and then slowly fall apart. And we're like, they're so cute. Um... Anyways, but Bijou's a chiller, and she's already alive, so, you know, might as well hang out. And, oh, God. I don't know if... I don't know if COVID is making my brain foggy, or if that's just who I am now. No, I did feel... I I feel like the last two years, like, the experience of mental clarity has gone in and out. But it has returned, like it has, if I'm, like it's maybe the first time in my life where I've noticed the like, maintenance of my mind really come into effect. Like if I'm getting in the habit of like doing a crossword or something in the morning, or extra, like I can really feel my like state of mind, Um, you know, like use it or lose it, you know. And if you're, if I'm smoking weed and sleeping in, like I can kind of stay in a brain fog, but I'm foggy now. Let me tell you. So I got the vid by, um, I don't actually know. So timeline of events, Sunday, I go over to person I'm dating's house. I don't have her permission to say her name on the internet. So we're going to call her. Dun, 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 dun. Barnes. God, I wish I said anything else. But it's too late. I'm dating Barnes. <laughs> so I go over to Barnes's house and I'm like, oh, sweet Barnes. <laughs> How art thou? I see Barnes for a bit. Yeah, we smooched. Um, then I leave Barnes's, and Monday Barnes says to me, "We were, we were, I had a date with Barnes that night, and she said, can't hang tonight, feeling a little sick." I was like, "Oh no." And I was like, "Oh, maybe I come over," because Barnes was trying to do some recording on her laptop, and I was gonna. Uh, see if I could help. And I was like, oh, why don't I come over and we can see if we can get the recording started. 
Um, yeah, I make records. Yeah, I actually fucking produce a lot of music. Yeah, I'm actually in Pro Tools right now. With all my plugins deactivated. Yeah, that's right. I turn all my plugins off all the time. What's up, audio nerds? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so went over to his house. We perf we purposefully did not smooch. Did I say Barnes? Did I say did I say her name? I have to check real quick. Fuck. <laughs> yep, fully said the opposite of the thing. I <laughs> made a point not to to say. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but we're gonna move forward. I think everybody knows what happened. I said the real name and I meant to say Barnes. So yeah, go over to Barnes's house. We purposefully did not smooch. Bijou, not now. Anyways, sorry guys, Bijou is a needy one. Bijou, I'm trying to do the podcast. Cannot you tell? I don't use contractions anymore. Um, so I go over to Barnes's house and we do hug and we are maskless. We are inside. And we both had work that day. We both work at jobs where we interface with people, but both wore masks the entire time at work. But then, um, just like hugged, <laughs> basically like cuddled, but hug version. Um, but we did not smooch, but you know, we were definitely in close contact, less than six feet apart. If you know what I mean, hugging, I already said hugging. Um, we were in close contact for more than 15 minutes. If you know what... <clears throat> Anyways, and then I believe I saw Barnes the next day as well. And we did the same sort of fake hug. Um, and then... Not fake hug. You know, everyone shut up. Um, and... Then Wednesday, she was like, oh, I'm going to get a test, you know, just in case. And I was like, that's pretty smart. Um, <clears throat> then Thursday rolls around. Wait, when was Christmas Eve? Was Friday? Yeah, Thursday rolls around and I'm like, I should try to get a test too. And I like drove around and I couldn't get one. And then she tested positive that day. She was like, I fully have COVID. And I was like, damn, bummer. Oh, I forgot a major part of the story. Tuesday, let's go. Tuesday, I get my booster shot. And everyone says like, oh, yeah, if you didn't feel it on the first two, a lot of people are feeling it on the booster that didn't feel it on the first two. I didn't feel it on the first two. Sure was feeling it when I got the booster. It started feeling like sicky and achy. And I was like, just probably just the booster. And then I also drove around town Dropping off gifts to my friends. Now, most of us stayed distance because the Omicron was going around. and uh, But one group of friends, I just like went into their house, my D&D &D friends, and just like sat down and we did a gift exchange and it was very nice. They have a big house or like a big common area. So thankfully we weren't all on top of each other, but still. Anyways, but at this point, I had, you know, I hadn't even been 
Fuck, I did it again. God fucking damn it. Barnes. Okay. Barnes hadn't tested positive. So it didn't even enter my mind um, that I may have COVID. Especially because I, it, you know, I was just having the booster symptoms. Anyways, Wednesday, Barnes is like, I'm going to get tested. And then I uh, am like, Bijou, no, no. Um, oh, I'll probably get one too. Thurbis rolls around. That's what I call Thursday. And I'm like, I should get a test too. I drop off a bunch of stuff at Barnes's and I'm like, I, uh, but this time no, no contact whatsoever because now she is COVID positive. Um, and then I like took an at home test just in case and it was negative. And I was like, word, cool. Next day rolls around. It is Christmas Eve now. Oh my cron. So, <clears throat> wake up, take another test, because I they come in packs of two. And I was like, all right, we'll just take one more of these before I go home see my family. And what do you know, the faintest of the second pink line appears and it's like oh shit this thing says i have covid but the other one didn't how reliable are these tests start doing some research blah 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 blah. now it's christmas eve it's late in the day i'm trying to find a, a last minute test that can give me the results in time to go see my family and i think i'm being like pretty precautionary i'm like pretty sure i don't have it at this point but i'm like i just need the pcr Peace of mind. That's what it stands for. Peace your mind. Peace of your mind. Peace, peace your mind. Yeah, that's right. Still your mind with, with peace. Peace your mind. And um, so I went to get the PCR test, and the only one that you could get, that I could get, was the, like, they do rapid PCRs, but they're $300. But I was like, you know what? I, sh- I just need to know. This is this is worth it. It's, it's exorbitant amount of money, but I was like, ah, I, w- I would like to know. Well, thank gosh I dang did that. Um, also, Barnes was helping me uh, like try to find out where to get a test and stuff like that. So shout out to her. And um, yeah, so I go to Bed Bath & Beyond to get... Barnes a gift. <laughs> I got Barnes a soda stream. Uh, and then I like check my phone and it's like, oh, your results are in your f- positive. And I was like, wow, shit. And so I texted my family like, hey guys, I have COVID. And they're just like, come over anyways. And I was like, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, we're all on a different page about COVID. And like last year, they were all like, oh, you're being over precautionary. And I was like, you know, so that's kind of been the dynamic there. And, you know, is it ironic that I feel like I was the most COVID safe out of anyone in my family and I fucking got the thing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how that fits in in terms of irony or dramatic irony or whatever, but 
Ugh, embarrassing, mortifying. And also, I was like, hey, you guys, like, I'm not coming over. Like, this isn't me being paranoid. Like, I have a confirmed case of COVID. Um, oh, but while I was waiting for my positive test, I took a third at home test in the car that came back negative. So it went negative at home, positive at home, another negative at home, and then a positive PCR. So what a wild ride for me. And I've told the story perfectly on this podcast. <laughs> um, so that's Kringus Eve, y'all. And then I think that I went over to Barnes's house earlier that day to drop off a cable or something. And Barnes has this back room. It's like a mud room, but it's like where her washing machine and dryer are and like a sink and water heater and stuff. And then there's a door with uh, a glass window on it. So it's almost like a, like a partition or something. Um, anyway, so there's like a sealed off room right by the back door that opens to outside. Um, and anyway, so, and we also both knew that we had COVID at this. Oh wait, I don't think I knew that I had COVID when I went over, but I knew that she had COVID, but I think we like hung out through the glass for a sec. Or maybe that didn't happen until we both knew we had COVID. Um, I don't know. But that was like a really convenient, cool thing. And then when we figured out we both had COVID, I was like, can we hang out? That is yet to be determined. I don't know about that. Uh, we're waiting to figure out a clear answer on if two people have COVID, can they quarantine together? Because um, that would fucking rock. But also... Want to make sure it's safe, but we did have a very cute COVID Christmas uh, in that arrangement at Barnes's. She set up like a little couch on top of her washing machine and like brought a stool in that I could put my feet up on and she made me tea and she basically like, she made me a stocking and like my gifts in there. She had this whole Christmas lounge set up for me. It was so sick. And then we just like hung out through the glass again. Um, and it was like so strange and special and sweet and nice. Um, and then I like dropped off some gifts to my families. I like sanitized them all wearing a mask and like unwrapped them and rewrapped them so that they were all definitely like COVID free <laughs> gifts. And then I went and dropped them off outside and my mom like was trying to give me a hug and, uh, you know, I was like, mom, no, <laughs> but it was very sweet. It was very sweet that my parents were like, we miss you. Just come over. <laughs> and I was like, guys, I am so touched that you just want to hang out and you like, want me around and you love me. That is genuinely very nice. <laughs> but also <laughs> I'm not, no, <laughs> they're vaxxed and stuff, but it's like, yeah, guys, I'm not going to hug you with COVID. That's, that's like. The most basic COVID rule. No hugs. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, so I, like, FaceTimed my family. That was really nice. And then 
honestly, I was like a little nervous about seeing them just because there's like, you know, a lot of drinking, a lot of family in her facing. I'm just like, uh, it can be a lot um, for all of us, I think. Um, anyways, so the like Larry David and me was like, this is honestly a little bit convenient. Like, uh, <laughs> I only had to see these people for like two minutes outside and then I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Boom, boom, boom. Um, so that was like honestly kind of nice to, yeah, just to have the time to chill. Um, and also like I'm isolating at this uh, house by myself with, with Sweet Bijou. I texted the owners. I was like, I have COVID. Should I leave? And they're like, no, you can stay there. I was like, thanks. Um, so that was, that's the story of my COVID Christmas, y'all. This is usually a time of year when I go through all my voice memos and old notes and stuff and reflect on the year. And what did I do this year? And what do I want to do next year? That type of thing. And maybe I can get a head start on some of these on new habits I want to bring into my life, you know? And then I got COVID. <laughs> and now my only goal is to have COVID the coolest way and to try to like somehow get an award for had COVID the coolest, you know? Because now that I'm in it, I'm like, might as well try to like win, win. <laughs> so I think I'm winning COVID. That's cool. Um, no, but I, yeah, I usually try to like restore during this part of the year. And now I'm just trying to like, whew, like get through it and recover. Um, but yeah, I got to, uh, you know, I finished my album this year and released it. And that was like a scary process. And there's so much hand-wringing and deliberation that went through every part of it, every part of making it, and every part of, you know, uh, figuring out how to release it. And just the fact that it's, like, exists and it's out there and I, like, saw all those songs through is something I'm very proud of. And I've got, like, a lot of good feedback on it. And uh, somebody played me on KCRW, a cool radio station that I love here in Los Angeles. And that made me feel cool and nice. And... Yeah, I got some like some some nice press for it and stuff and um but yeah, just like that's my life's goal and quest and the thing I try hardest at and put the most effort into. So to to do that and have been working on it for so long and then put it out and then have people say like this is good. The thing that you try hardest at and think you are best at is good. And I was like, "Oh. Thank God." Um, and I learned a lot from making it and it was an imperfect process. Every part of it was an imperfect process. Um, and yeah, just like learned a lot about how to work with myself and things take time and that's okay. And like want to be less judgmental of the time that things take. I think that happens just by like committing to a process and just be like, okay, I'm going to show up for an hour every day or two or whatever it is, or like, you know, and not being like, I got to finish this by then, you know, process goals as opposed to product goals, y'all. Um, 
But yeah, what else did I do this year? I don't fucking know. Who fucking cares, man? Um, you know, survived. Didn't die of coronavirus. Pretty sick. Almost made it through the whole year without getting COVID. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my iCal to see what else I dang did this year. I sat a lot of dogs. I Oh, I was teaching music lessons and like my first students had their first in-person recital. That was very cute and nice to see. Um, yeah, I got to make two music videos with uh, my sweet friends, uh, Jordan Kessler and Mallory Hauser. Um, one just came out for a song called Hanging Out uh, that Jordan directed and uh, Mallory uh, cinematographed and edited. And Jordan also did cinematography on that one too. And it's out on my YouTube and on my, in my Instagram bio, at Mac and the Destroyer. Um, got to do some improv this year with my friends on the Everything Now uh, Twitch channel, um, the Everything Now show. So that was cool. I got to play a lot. Like once August hit, I feel like I had maybe like a dozen, two dozen shows. Two dozen seems like too much, but I feel like I have maybe played like 15 shows. Like what the fuck? Like first shows back and stuff. The Nova Darlings, my band started jamming again. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that was really sweet. I'm looking back through here. I did a bunch of these podcasts. That was really fun. Um, I, I think I maybe did. I always do about like 26 a year, which is, which is why I the, the two-weeker, the two-weeker Roonies is, is what it's got to be. Um, let's see, January 2021. I was recording guitars and keyboards for this album. Now I was recording vocals. Yep, that makes sense. February, March of 2021. Oh, my grandma died this year. That's right. Um, and then I went back to Boston for her funeral. And it was like right when the vaccines were coming out. But I hadn't had two weeks yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, can't believe the <laughs> pandemic's over. <laughs> oh my cron. Um, but that was like a weird bookend thing, even though the pandemic wasn't over. Although I did write a book about how the, what lessons learned from the, in leadership from the pandemic. And, uh, then I got fired from my job because I suck. <laughs> oh, the Cuomo's, uh, let's start. Yeah. I, the only thing I have to say about the Cuomo's, you know, cause I feel like it's been covered and smart uh, people have said all the smart stuff about you know, uh, alleged sexual assaulter dynasty people, uh, Chris and Andrew Cuomo. Uh, and I don't like really know all the details. I know more about the Andrew Cuomo one just because I heard it and he just sounds horrible. Uh, and just like an abusive, shitty bully boss. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but the thing about Chris Cuomo who, you know, apparently, like, helped cover up some Andrew Cuomo shit and then is also, like, accused of some sexual assault shit. That's all I know. Um, so it sounds, just, you know, from overhearing, like, credible news sources say that, that say those things about the alleged sexual assault and then also about the cover-up stuff and... Um, all is to say... 
yeah, sounds like sounds like they're not good, and and that it's good that they're out of town. You know that they're not in positions of power and influence anymore. Um, but <clears throat> I wonder. Like my dad really likes, really liked, probably still likes. I don't know. I haven't talked to my dad about this, but my dad was a big fan of Chris Cuomo. Um, and what he meant to people, I wonder, I like, I don't think it's, we should like, you know, not hold him accountable. And it's like way more important what happened to the victims. Um, but just as a larger conversation about masculinity, which is like a conversation currently being led by dickheads. <laughs> but when I, like, when I think about it and I hear, I hear, honestly, I hear John love it, talk a lot about it on, on his podcast, love it or leave it. Um, but I, I think about specifically with Chris Cuomo that I think that there are a lot of men that, related to him and like looked up to him and even though he wasn't my hero I think he was a lot of people's hero and I'm just like wondering hmm like where else are we gonna get like because for people like for me I'm you know I've like worked hard and continue to try to divorce myself from toxic male influences you know and as a result, like I, I look to a lot of like either non-macho or non-male people to tell me what's up and also males. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's macho-ness there. I don't know, but like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm usually trying to get away from macho-ness, <laughs> but recognizing that it's like, oh man, if there's no if there's no person on the left who is like quote unquote manly, um, you know, it just seems like the like big men icons are like problematic dudes. And like, I want, <laughs> I like, I'm curious if there are in culture, like men that are good dudes and are also like, you know, manly in those ways that in like a manliness that a Chris Cuomo has that, you know, appealed to the likes of my father um, in, in a non-problematic way. You know, obviously like all the problematic shit sucks. Not trying to say like, we're, we're worried too much about this. We're like, no, we're not worried enough about that. Like we need, <laughs> we need that too. We need that most importantly, first and foremost. But also it's like, hmm. Yeah, like if <laughs> like I'm wondering how we bring more straight dudes to the truth. <laughs> um as a straight dude myself. Um like is there like a benevolent Joe Rogan figure, you know? Uh because a lot of people look to Joe Rogan and some of those people are nice and cool and smart. And it's easy to like, uh, cartoonishly overgeneralize that audience as like, 
fascist meathead dicks, you know? And it's like trying to look compassionately and with like a complicated perspective on a figure like Joe Rogan without like ignoring transphobia and misogyny and racism and you know I think it's pretty safe to say that there are problematic dangerous figures associated with Joe Rogan and that there are maybe people that that is a stepping stone for them into dangerous right-wing ideologies you know uh and I personally think that Joe Rogan should be take more responsibility uh, that people look to him and, you know, he's, he pretends, I think he pretends a little bit to be like more neutral than he is. And he's just like, oh, I'm just asking questions. But I think he does have a perspective and it like, I think he does harm and a disservice to his listeners by like just letting people... <laughs> fucking talk without really checking them um and or like providing counter examples or you know evidence or that type of thing anyways i'm starting to speak a little generally about uh his show that i actually haven't listened to in a while um but yeah you just you yeah you can't ignore that shitty stuff um and so I wonder, like, yeah, like, hmm, who else is Joe Rogan but, like, not shitty? <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I know not shitty people that take a lot of good things from that guy. Uh, and a lot of people think that he's not shitty. And I'm like, I think there's a lot of shittiness that we can point to for sure. Not saying that it's all shitty. Um, because it's tempting for me to be like, oh, fuck all that. Fuck everyone who listens to that show. Then it's like, boom, I, well, well, I've just like cut myself off from a lot of people that I know. And it's like, hmm, how do we reach, how do we reach people like that, that need, like, I feel like the world needs positive male role models. <laughs> and uh, Obama seems like a good one, you know? Yes, all presidents are bad. <laughs> yes. Drones and wars and stuff. We can talk about that all day and shit right now. Right. Set go No. Um, but I'm just trying to think of like, pos- yeah, just positive male role models that like, you know, that cause like, I don't know that, uh, the like people that I look up to my, like my dad would, but I'm like, Oh, so now with Chris Cuomo gone, Who's a who's a positive male role model for my dad who also like is a good journalist and like passes along good information? Um which like I don't honestly know that much about Chris Cuomo's journalism, but I would just like listen to some shit because my dad would, and I would just be like listen to it and I'll be like, okay, I like mostly fuck with this. But it's also like CNN, and so you have like institutionalist ass takes on stuff. I don't I'm not here. I don't know fucking anything, man. <laughs> but I'm just like wondering, like, you know, we start casting everybody out. Uh, 
fucking cancel culture like kill me talking about it um because it's like over talked about and also like that term is so loaded and um i wonder if we've like taken steps back as a society from the me too movement um and so it's like hmm, how do we like keep that going be accountable hold people to account keep working on ourselves keep looking inwards keep trying to like deprogram all our hate and you know systemic bullshit and also be inclusive uh because i know that i've been on a journey of ideas in my life and i used to say a lot of dumb shit and i used to think a lot of dumb shit and i know that i still do and the only difference is now it's happened enough times <laughs> where like there's a sense of intellectual humility that I have now that I didn't used to have um, about like, oh, let me <laughs> listen to this person's experience and ideas. And I don't know about this. So let me shut up for a second and listen. Um, yeah. So like, how do we keep doing that internal work and doing the external work and also bringing people in, you know? Because I feel, uh, and maybe maybe I'm being naive, and maybe this is some like white liberal bullshit. Um, but I like, you know, my dad is a great guy, you know, and it's like I know that like prejudice has nothing to do with being nice. Um, that like nice people can have hella unconscious bias, you know, and it can go unexamined. Often, in times, in terms of whiteness, like because people think that they're nice. And if they're nice, then they can't be racist. So they just like never, they just never ask that question. <laughs> and it's like, anyways. Uh, trying to do the word. I, I'm losing my point here, but I just, you know, how do I like, because, you know, sometimes I sit down with my dad and we have conversations and he is like open hearted and like thinks for himself enough to where like sometimes he will kind of naturally <laughs> land at like he's like not plugged into like Twitter or the Internet at all anything. And he'll just kind of just be like, you know, we need to like take away money from like the cops. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, did you just like arrive at defund the police like on your own like cool hell yeah you know but then he'll say some like boomer shit and it's like a bummer um but, but it's like we all got blind spots you know and it's like how do we lovingly invite people to look at their blind spots without just me being like my dad sucks because you said this problematic thing um but at the same time you know with people like the cuomos being like okay, well, this, like, you can't be making money and <laughs> telling people what to do. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hopefully there was some insight in there somewhere, but we gotta get the fuck off this topic because I fear that I'm dumb. So, well, y'all, I think that's it for this episode. But it's good to be fucking back in town. 
And I'll keep you posted on the COVID. Uh, get vaccinated, get boosted if you fucking can. Uh, it's free and easy. And um, yeah, because my COVID's not really that bad at all. It's just kind of like being sick, um, like normal sick. So, uh, shit, guys, what can I say? A perfect podcast. Another perfect podcast in the books. <laughs> After a perfect year. And, you know, we're just going to keep fucking nailing it and crushing it. But no, this has been a very weird holiday season. It's been a very weird year. It's a weird fucking time. And something that is nice about the holidays is you see people's regard for each other and people's deep love of one another and, and their neighbors. And sometimes that can be infuriating because it's like, where is this all year round? Or like, you know, but a lot of times you will see just like strangers do loving things for other strangers or coworkers or family members. And just like that part of Christmas, I'm always a softie for the part that just like brings out the, the givingness and the niceness in all of us. Um, that rules, uh, and yeah, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot of things disconnecting us right now. And so if you're hearing this, I fucking love you. I really do. You're, you're fucking killing it. Like give yourself a damn break. <laughs> you survive. Think of all the things that could have killed you that haven't so far. Are you kidding me? Wow. I think you're a fucking goddamn champion. And you know, we're learning and we're going to, we're going to fucking keep, we're going to keep doing it, you know? So cheers to you, my friends. I'll talk to you all soon. I love you all deeply and yeah, talk to you in a little, in a little bit, y'all. Mwah! Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking Happy sad